0: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for wednesday november 16th 2022 i'm one of your hosts blessing at jr and i'm joined by the poppy himself aka my fellow forbes 30 under 30 aka tim ma fucking
1: gettys bless anthony carboni is a fantastic man and an even mm-hmm. better person but what's where's the butt? about uh, well th- there was no but well, okay. the only, you know, there, there's there a slight, but be. there's a slight, but the slight, but is that I wish that he was more similarly sized to me because no. Uh, no.
0: What wh- similarly sized, like height-wise, or yeah. like body? Uh, yeah. I love. No, I, I love like being able to look our height. You know. Yeah. Blessed. I love being able to look Anthony Carboni in the eye and be no. like, "Me and you are brothers in arms." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah. I
1: love. <laughs> this, this is funny, so funny. Uh, that, funny
0: average height men. Me and I, I value Anthony Carboni's height so much. height above average. <laughs> when <laughs> oh, I see so this so
1: man, <laughs> Anthony Carboni's height. Oh
0: <laughs> when I saw God. when I met him for the first time at the Game Awards, we were doing like a like a Game Awards after party type deal, right? And I see this man walk up, and I'm like, "You are the most." swagged out most charismatic attractive person and you're my height that's what i'm talking about anthony carboni i fucking love <laughs> that somebody has man. gotta rep us somebody's know, gotta
1: rep us correctly i love that so much i love that you immediately like took it that direction because where i was going with this mm-hmm. is that i've known anthony a very long time and if there's one thing that me and him know about each other is we both have a love of dope jackets mm. right and i wish he was more similarly heighted to me i mean i i can go down you know what I mean? I can meet y'all at your level if that would help you. Are you, try, are you trying to uh, share jackets with, with Anthony? Is that what He, he for? often, for one reason or another, gives me his jackets. Whether it's, mm. oh, he has two of them, or um, it doesn't fit him too, too well. Oftentimes, he gets a jacket, it's too big for him, and then I get it. But the problem is... I feel like there's a size in between us, so I rarely get. Even if it's bigger than him, it's not the right level of bigger than him. Huh. You know, mm. so it results in me wearing dope jackets like the one I'm wearing. It's just it's a little tight. tiny, a little tight.
0: I, it looks good from where no, I'm sitting. It looks good. What are you talking honestly, about? Honestly, it looks perfect. Perfect no, size. Like, uh, it's a little bit above the waist. Yeah, yeah when you're stretching, it's a little bit above the waist.
2: But honestly, sometimes that's a good that's a good style right there. You know.
0: Honestly, yeah. Like I I like clothes that fit fit real tight.
2: That's a good look, Tim. To- and Holy honestly, shit, Tim, I'm digging dude. this. You are swagged out You're looking screen great. screencasts later today over on YouTube.com slash so kind of funny uh, talking about screen uh, uh and or at 1130 a.m.
0: Let me tell you, I don't I've not told Greg this, mm. but I have been uh dressing up whenever he's on the show, right? So I can make him look bad. And I've been dressing nicer that. when he's <laughs> when he's on kind of funny games daily. and he calls it every single time. He's like, Oh man, bless, you're coming in every single day, looking great. And I'm like, you don't understand that I'm playing the long game. I'm making you feel bad about yourself, all right? Because you're Greg Miller. I don't need you to be be all high and mighty, right? You knock you down a few pegs. Uh-huh. But then I come and I sit with you and I'm like, damn it, I need to bring I need to bring I need to come correct. I appreciate when I'm hosting that. I'm posting to
1: Tim doing I appreciate that. No, start it's doing been, that. It's been three years of working from home that hasn't stopped me from accumulating The drip. (laughs) Accumulating (laughs) more bomber jackets. I got more jackets and more Jordans than ever. Now I get to wear them all because this because this is kind of funny. Games daily.
0: Before we even get into that, I want to give a, a shout out. A happy birthday to Shigeru. Miyamoto what 70 years he is 70, 70 years old years today. old a legend
1: a, a true legend man Like I there are very few people in the industry I mean I know that like we're talking about Miyamoto I almost don't even need to say this but um, what I want to say is uh, I've been in this industry a very long time now and I've been around a lot of people met a lot of people been in awesome situations where we've got to meet celebrities of every level essentially I have never seen people react around someone the way the games industry reacts when Miyamoto's in the room. Like, mm. people turn into children instantly. But it's like they're the most respectful children. It's the weirdest thing.
0: It's like God just walked into the room. Uh, it's
1: like, oh, up. I revere this man, but also i just fear like, this oh, man. Oh, shit. Be cool. Just be cool. And it's so funny because it doesn't matter how rambunctious people are, how charismatic people are. They just chill. They're just like, I'm going to follow his lead. I'm going follow- to What type of day is it? What type of day it is thumbs it? Thumbs up you know it it thumbs down? Is it the reverse gift or is it the gift? Where he's <laughs> going, I, I'm, I'm going. We don't uh, know. But, anyways.
0: Funny so. enough, I, I, I saw a post on uh, Reset Era the other day that was like, you know, so what was up with Mario or uh, Super Mario Brothers, right? Like, give me the laydown of like what made this game special at the time. And going through the thread, right, it was a lot of people being like, "Oh man, it was a step forward. Like, graphically, it w- it was incomparable to like anything that came out around it. Right, it just stood out. It looked looked good. It played played well, uh, better. It had secrets. It had a scrolling screen. It had all these things, right. And as I'm as I'm reading through these, I'm learning a lot, obviously, because like I wasn't around around the time the super mario brothers came out so i didn't get the actual like cultural context around that but even still my first time playing uh through super mario brothers the original one was through super mario brothers deluxe on the game okay, boy yeah yeah that was my first time actually playing all the way through that game and let me tell you even playing that game in what that was maybe early 2000s like maybe oh god okay, maybe 98, 99, 99. 898 even when i was playing through that game then even then i was like this is fantastic Oh, yeah. like, i love this video game oh yeah. right a game that can stand the test of time like super mario brothers like goddamn
1: i mean a game that can stand the test of time like super mario brothers and then be upped so much to the levels of mario 3 and mario world mm-hmm. in such a short period of time it is just absolutely incredible and then not only that we're just talking about mario like we're talking about the man involved with zelda with pikmin with Star Fox. like it is insane the contributions that he had to video games from software from a hardware level every single thing uh, i i am I'm lucky enough that i've met him a couple times now um but it is i've said this many times in the shows one of my life goals is to get my copy of super mario all-stars plus world my first ever video game that i owned mm. signed by him Do you, you still
0: have a copy oh of course
1: of course nice. yeah and I, I i have it and i it was a Every time I met Miyamoto was, like, way, way earlier in my career, and I just didn't have it on me. I didn't think about it. Now I'm prepared. Hell yeah. I have that thing ready in case, like, if there's ever a time I talk to Graham, like, you think Miyamoto's going to be here? And he's always like, no, Tim. And I'm like, one <laughs> day he's going to say <laughs> one yes, day. and it'll be my moment.
0: Well, Miyamoto, we salute you. Happy birthday. Have a great 70th birthday. Get turned. Get turned, Miyamoto. <laughs> but to get the mushrooms. Get, get, oh, my God. Get on <laughs> the mushrooms, Miyamoto. Enough about that. Let's talk about today's stories, which include Sony Santa Monica having a lot in the works. That Xbox streaming console is on hold and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week at 10 a.m live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news needs to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epics no, and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be part of the show head to kind slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you a new kind of funny podcast where greg does something absolutely insane to start the show is now up on youtube.com slash kind of funny and on podcast services around the globe and it just keeps going
1: it's like it was an hour and a half that i had to sit there i had to deal with the the shenanigans the tomfoolery the the aftermath of what happened the, the aftermath first of everything. three happened. minutes of this episode and then me, andy is a true artist like there were so many revelations in this
0: let me tell you mm-hmm. i this is this is a reason why you should actually go to patreon.com it's kind of funny to watch the show because i'm i'm here doing my work yesterday you know i'm recording a video uh I'm, I'm recording a video let me not talk about what that video is i'm recording a video here i'm doing work i'm doing my job and then i just hear just crazy sounds coming from the office of so both roger and joy going what the fuck what's happening? what the fuck and like i come out and i'm like well what's going on here and they're like greg just did xyz thing and i'm like no he didn't and i go back and i watch it and i'm like yo only live you know like uh, the fact that uh, the fact that people that they saw that live and the patreon audience got to see that live what an incredible moment yeah Honestly,
2: this image just right here.
0: It's
1: great.
2: You know, it's a one image is worth a thousand words. Just Nick's face is worth a thousand words there.
1: You know, the thing is, everyone's crediting Nick's face here, which is a good face. But I really want to bring attention to the freaking satanic. (laughs) Like, you look at this and you can hear. This picture. You look at this and you can smell this picture. Damn. <laughs> that hot damn. Hot coffee. Craig Miller. Hot coffee. Of course a picture's worth a
0: thousand oh a thousand words. A video's worth a thousand pictures, so go check check out that video. <laughs> 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 Thank you to our Patreon producers, Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC Clan, Tall Tree 81, Joseph A. Carlson, 1-Up Pest Control, Carrie Palmer, Elliot, Brian Cheney, Trevor Starkey, Super Daddy Kyle, Undertopian, David Mintel, my freak eric velasquez scotty wyatt alex greedle al tribesman jason l james davis at james davis makes mick at the nanobiologist abramson ryan t from tennessee Derek Gareg, and donald eccles today we're brought to you by rocket money policy genius and shopify but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the report <laughs> it's time for some news we have seven stories today a big dozen. starting with our number one sony's god of war studio has a lot of different things Ooh. in the works this comes from ryan dinsdale at ign sony santa monica studio may have just shipped god of war ragnarok but it seemingly has no plans to slow down thanks to multiple projects in the works speaking to the los angeles times santa monica's creative director cory barlog said the studio is currently quote spread out on a lot of different things presumably including the project he moved he he moved to after leaving god of war it's unclear exactly what these projects are however as, as barlog refused to give anything away Santa Monica also has an external development team that publishes third-party games like Hohokam and Twisted Metal, so these could also be included in in the projects mentioned. That being said, Santa Monica has over 200 employees, and though the majority of these were likely working on Ragnarok, the long-awaited sequel was completed around a month ahead of its launch on November 9th. Given this is only only last week, Santa, Santa Monica is yet to announce what it's working on next, but it's likely to have at least one or two major game projects in the works I know for a fact, right? Sony Santa Monica probably sees the headline of the show, probably sees this article, and they're like, "Oh, God damn it! Just let us rest for a second. Let us yeah, rest. We just got done yeah. working on a game." But that said, Tim, right? Cory Barlog saying that they have
1: they're they're, sp- they're spread out on yeah. a lot of different things. I mean, Cory is a smart smart guy. He knows how the internet works. That doesn't mean that people are flawless. There we go. Yeah. Uh, not only does that mean that like he understands how the internet works, uh, it means that he knows that his words are going to turn into headlines. So it's like, I feel like he, he, not to say he knows better. He wouldn't phrase things that way. If he wasn't comfortable with that being out there. Hmm. Again, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone slips up. Things are out of context, whatever this is from the LA times. This is a high profile thing. Sony PR isn't just letting any little things slide. So these oh, words, yeah. I think carry as much weight as it sounds like they do. Uh, 200 employees at Sony Santa Monica, not nearly as much as I would expect for a game of the quality yeah, of God right? of the rights. Yeah, that has the, that the, scope. The, exactly. And, you know, PlayStation studios, we, we know kind of are, have the ability to use teams and people that aren't part of their team. So that 200 also includes, you got to imagine HR and like a lot of the administration yeah. stuff that's at the Sony level. So still very impressive for, um, what 200 people can pull off. What else are they working on? How big can those things be? How far along in development are they? Those are the bigger questions, especially when you look at Corey and his involvement in Ragnarok, and we knew that he was moving on to something else. What could that something else be? I honestly, uh, Sony Santa Monica has ascended to that, that level that Naughty Dog's at and, and uh, very few others where it's like, I don't care what it is, I'm interested. Whether it's an IP I know, whether it's a new IP, whether it's big, whether it's small, like I am interested in giving it a shot.
0: Tim, you asked the question, what are they making? Madog Nick 96 from Massachusetts writes in to com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, hello, KFGD. With news that Sony Santa Monica is spread thin across projects, I wanted, to ask you, I wanted to ask you to think of a few projects they might be working on. What is a AAA title they might, t- they might make? What is a smaller title you'd like to see from them? Think AA. Is there a live service game they could be working on? What is a VR title uh, that, you, uh, that would do well by them? What do you think uh, or what do you want to see them make most? Maybe they're making a new Connecticut. Connecticut, baby! Hey, oh. Thanks for all the amazing content, as always. Have a great day. Thank you so much, my dog, Nick96.
1: Connecticut was one of my, like, the weird Tim Gettys games that, like, I just was obsessed with on the PS2. Mm. It was one of the the, the few blue-backed CD PS2 oh, games, yeah. not DVD. Um, but I, I was so into it, and I never owned it until years, years, years later, but I rented it so often. And when I first went to Sony Santa Monica back in, like, 2015 with Greg... Uh, when we did this, like, uh, speed run um, charity thing with Corey, and Corey and Greg Miller kissed. There's footage of it out there, everybody. Find oh, um, a little treat for you. Yeah, It's a little, little treat. Um,
0: everybody, everybody always had those couple of PS2 games that, yeah. like, they had no business being obsessive over,
1: and they obsessed over. For me, it was Oni. Oh yeah. Yeah. I probably. mean Oni's a similar vibe of like yeah. oh you if you were there, if you were playing PS two, you at least knew of these Yeah, things. you
0: knew of Oni and you played it and you're like, Oh, this is a video game and then maybe you're like me and you're like you played that video game multiple times for some reason.
1: And uh, Sony Santa Monica's uh, studio is so dope. They're still at the same place. And um, they have a lot of memorabilia and posters and things of all the projects they've worked on. And I remember I was obsessed. I kept asking uh, Shannon, stud still, I'm like, where's the Connecticut stuff? I need to find it. She's like, you're the first person to ever care about where the That's Connecticut so stuff is. But they had a whole bunch of it.
0: It was all mm. over. Hell it hell was yeah. very damn cool. What AAA title might might they make? I mean, I feel like... <sighs> I'm it's not, rough, they're right? They're going to make more God of War. Yeah. Right? Like, that is the natural progression of having an IP that right now is Sony's number one. In their top three IP, let's say. Right? Maybe mm-hmm. number I'd say number one right now. Right? Let's let, Excluding Spider-Man from the conversation. I guess I don't need to. Top two IP. I think you're going to make more God of War. <laughs> yeah. I think that's natural. But
2: the, the natural question, though, is when, right? Is the project that Corey is working on, is that God of War related? Or is it something else? And they're just, you know, they're, they're going to take a break from God of War for... You know like a generation or whatever i
1: i personally and i don't think this is what they're gonna do but i am bummed that we didn't get more lost legacies like i personally would love i'm just using this term like lightly to explain the type of thing i'm saying but an annualized ish maybe once every year and a half once every two years something like that smaller adventure That is, yo, this is the narrative and treating it more like episodic content, but not in the way that like Telltale's The Walking Dead is episodic, but more just like it's building a story over time with characters that we know that allow us to kind of like get deeper into different relationships than the core games uh, have given us. And I think that Lost Legacy is a perfect example of that. You know, that five to eight hour experience that has that triple A polish and scale, maybe introduce a gimmick each one that like kind of can build and add to the other games. Mm -hmm. And I think with God of War... For anyone that played Ragnarok, you can totally see what the Lost Legacy games would be. And I want those. And, like, I don't need them to all be connected in one giant game. Like, I feel like it could be cool getting more frequent, smaller games of this level of polish. Because the gameplay is there. The talent to make the stories there. All of it's there, right? Oh, for sure. So, it's like, I want to keep having reasons to play god of war because it's just fun to play god of war
0: yeah and i think there's uh there's something there in terms of all right god of war ragnarok was the big event right this was the big you know everybody everybody's paying attention to it sony santa monica we're putting all our efforts into it right most of our staff is working on it it's a 25 hour experience this is us giving it giving it our all now let's make a nine-hour-long spin-off that is focused on this one character from God of War 2018 or God of War Ragnarok that we can focus in on, or maybe a new character in the universe. I don't care, right? Like, maybe you can make a nine-hour experience that does have the side content that might bring it up to maybe 14, 15 hours. Uh, that does help us get more hits of, of God of War, right? Like if we're getting one of the, like if we're getting one of those in between the big God of War releases. I think that could help them keep that IP active and all, and obviously make money and also give people different stories in that universe that they might, might be interested in, right? Because I think, you know, we all love Kratos. We've all historically been, bit, um, you know, have been into God of War, right? But we've had so much Kratos in God of War. Where can you go in the next one, right? Where can you go in a spinoff? Space. <laughs> you go to space. You, ta- you take uh, Mimir to space. Mm-hmm. Plays Mimir in space
1: i love it yeah. yeah
0: so i think i mean obviously i think that's for sure on the board for them um there's a lot of talk around them working on a new ip i right as i was uh compiling these stories where right, i was like All right, let, let's see what the what the talk is around like what are the other games uh got uh, sony santa Monica might be working on and there are quite a few posts about a new ip right and this comes from job postings where They put out a job posting, what, about like a year or so ago, that is. We're seeking an experienced senior character concept artist for the development of a new unannounced title. Uh, Also in there, they talk about how they want them to develop and maintain strong creative and collaborative partnerships across subject areas to help further develop the in-game characters, visual language, and rule sets for fantasy-based worlds. Uh, They also ask for strong design skills with the ability to render realistic, believable fantasy-based characters, creatures, and props using contemporary industry standard tools and techniques and with that right like I was, I was trying to find where people were getting new ip from because i saw quite a few reports like the uh, game rant the gamer multiple outlets being like oh yeah they're working on new ip and threads being like yeah they're working on a new ip i couldn't find anything about a new ip so funny.com slash you're wrong if you're if you have anything out there where they officially say in their job uh, postings that it's a new ip but a new unannounced title in a fantasy world i think that could be more god of war because i think all that stuff fits for god of war or it could be a new ip right It could be a a new different game in a different world that is still fantasy based and i think for for sony santa monica and their skill set and how they know how to develop these worlds right and create great visual design around these worlds i'd be open to it right i'd be open to even them making an original fantasy world that could be more along the lines of lord of the rings as opposed to norse mythology
1: yeah i mean at the end of the day it's like whatever corey has in his mind, I want to see what he wants to give us, right? Mm. I think that he is so embedded in the God of War world and so good at curating that that world and making it something special. And like with what happened with 2018 and working with the team at Santa Monica and how talented they all are together to create these these products and adventures, um, I would be very interested to see what his next thing is. I would hope that it's not fantasy. I would hope that it's something that is totally different. Otherwise. Stay in the God of War. You're crushing it there. And there's still, mm-hmm. I think, there's so much stories to give. Um, But otherwise, I, I feel like a a new IP from Sony Santa Monica, I imagine will hit on the level of Last of Us from Uncharted. Yeah. In the same that, way that God of God, War did God, that. That's and I that would. is, it's so, so exciting. Because God of War is that interesting thing where, you know, it it was somebody else's baby you know it's david jaffe's vision on the playstation 2 which was a very different era very different style very different voice right Mm -hmm. and then you get 2018 and it's like it uh, there's such clear evolution and delineation right where it's like it they're connected but they're also extremely different games um you can play the the modern franchise without ever touching the old ones and be totally okay Mm -hmm. um but the idea of a from the ground up sony santa monica pure this team owned project i'm just excited of like what would the differences be whatever they Mm. are i'm there for whatever the similarities are i'm there for it's like they've just earned my trust that's it
0: to the part in Madog nick 96's question where he asked what do you what do you want to see them make the most i would love to see them make a linear superhero game i keep going back to that original balder fight in god of war 2018 where it is you guys are punching each other like through roofs, right? Punching each other like miles away and you're coming through and like you, you the way they display strength and scale in God of War 2018, I think would tra- would transfer so well to a gritty like linear superhero game, right? Cuz like we've gotten great superhero games, but a lot of them have been open world. Take that focus that God of War Sony Santa Monica has, take that polish that they have making a linear-ish game. I know God of War is open, but even still, and like apply it to that level of power and that level of, you know, scale and pompous circumstance and let them go crazy with it i think they can make something really special there and i also want to shout out like i have a post an article here from nine years ago from destructoid about how uh there was a canceled project at sony santa monica that was a new open world sci-fi ip right and going back going back to the idea of it'd be cool to see them break out of fantasy or like if if they are going to break out of fantasy right like or if you're going to break off of god of war do something that's not fantasy i think going sci-fi could be really interesting I want to see the talent of Sony Santa Monica applied to something in a different realm. Okay. Yeah. Um because I think I think that could add a lot to the space, right? It could I, I think Sony Santa Monica could be the ones to show us how it's done in a different genre in that way. And so I think that could be really, really cool. Yeah. And then make Kinetica. And then make Kinetica, man. Yeah. <laughs> Story number two. Xbox has put its streaming only console on hold. This is Ryan hold Dinsdale. On, real quick in the chat.
1: Hey, uh, HVB says Invincible could be cool. Reverse the father-son dynamic from God of War. Uh, An Invincible video game from Sony Santa Monica? Sweet baby Jesus.
0: Funny funny enough, when I was describing, I was thinking of the boys. Yeah. Right, Like that level of like, oh, yeah, let me fight Homelander. Let me be one of the boys fighting Homelander. But, yeah, Invincible, like I think that type of thing from Sony Santa Monica would be sick as hell.
1: That's a a great call.
0: Uh, Of course, the story number two comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Microsoft's streaming-only Xbox console, codenamed Project Keystone, was put on hold because it was too expensive to produce. Speaking to The Verge and spotted by VGC, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said Microsoft couldn't create a streaming-only console it could sell for a cheap enough price. Spencer hoped to sell Project Keystone for around $99 to $129, and even though Microsoft takes a hit on every console it sells, the streaming-only machine simply costs too much. Quote, the console we built that people have seen, Keystone, was more expensive than we wanted wanted it to be when we actually built it out uh, with the hardware that we we had inside, Spencer said. Quote, we decided to focus that team's efforts on delivering the smart TV streaming app, end quote. Especially as Xbox already offers a cheaper next-generation console in the Series S, which retails for $299 compared to the Xbox Series X's $499, Spencer said Microsoft would need to sell Project Keystone for significantly cheaper to make it a viable option for customers. Quote, I don't want to announce pricing specifically, but I think you've got to be $129, $99, somewhere in there for that to make sense in my view. End quote. He said,
1: Tim do you agree? i do totally agree i've been saying i think this thing needs to be as cheap as possible like even i think 129 is like that is the absolute highest end and i think Mm -hmm. a bit too much for what this product is especially in relation to what products are already out there and how xbox has its offering of um price points for entry into being able to play its games especially when you look at the cloud side of things and uh being able to just use your phone and uh, subscribe to game pass and get all that stuff. Um, But I, I think this is great. I think the shift to focusing on the smart TV apps is very important. That is going to be the difference maker over time because that means you don't even need to buy anything else. It's just the thing you already bought gives you the ability to play Xbox games. And um the, people don't give enough credit to the amount of views and engaged audience members there are for the smart TV apps. I've had a ton of, again, Tim Getty's on his business calls. Mm. And I'm not relating, I don't know about the video game side of things, but I imagine it would be fairly similar over time. I have heard so much information that just having your content on those built in, even the shitty apps, like the apps oh, you've yeah. never heard of, the like, the, I mean, yeah, you always even talk Let about it. Let me tell it.
0: you about Samsung TV Plus. Yeah. All right. I'm just watching. There's a Wild Now channel. But it yeah. just shows Wild out. 24 hours a day it's fucking
1: great (laughs) that's the thing people watch that stuff it's like people just watch the stuff that's that's free for them that's like given because like not everybody is like us that like curates every single thing and like wants to to buy specific things for specific reasons whether it's a game console to play games or a streaming device to watch these streaming things most people just use the apps on their tv and if there are apps they've never heard of they're like oh this thing says free i'm gonna check it out and then they just make that part of their habit to watch stuff there's so much ad money there. There's so much stuff there. That means it's there for video games, too. Mm. So if Xbox figures all this stuff out and just makes it work so that people that already have the stuff that have now for years been used to watching uh, these random apps and watching TV shows and stuff on their TV, now they're like, oh, I can play games, too. It's going to happen.
0: Is there? How, how do we get a uh, 24-hour kind of funny channel
1: on Pluto? Uh, that... Real talk. I mean. Because like, we the, have so the, much content. The answer is. <laughs> I, I, like, respond to emails that I get all the time from everybody trying to get us. There's just so much money in this this mm-hmm. business, bless. And mm-hmm. it's, like, again, a lot of it is Do they snake they have to oil money. see the video all Pluto, uh, look at come this on. video Pluto. Wall.
0: Pluto, where you at? Come on, bro.
1: You know, no, or I'm trying we're to. TV. You know, we're like... going up to Peacock. I want to be right <laughs> next to Twisted Metal. Oh, hell yeah. Let's fucking go. I want to bring in this question
0: from Aiden from Edmonton, who, of course, writes in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, hey, KF team. The Verge reported yesterday that Xbox has pushed back its streaming stick console how do you see this affecting the future of game streaming will we ever get a dedicated stick from xbox or will it be built into other devices like samsung tvs thanks aiden from edmonton and i think i don't think the the, the xbox you know putting the stick on hold or putting the console on hold because I, I still think i now i think of it as more of a roku than a chromecast right like i feel it, it see i think the reason why it gets up to that is because there's some processing and some there's some power being put into it to make those games run well right along with it being based on cloud streaming that's my assumption kind of funny.com says you're wrong if there's articles about that but uh with that right i don't think this is a oh man this pushing the stick is going to affect where cloud streaming is i think it's the reverse right i think it's just the state of, cl- of cloud streaming cloud streaming right now the way i look at it is as a great additive feature but not as a great core feature i think it is tough to sell something that you are like hey there's a video game device that you are only streaming on Because streaming, I just don't think is in that place yet. I think maybe in the future, right, maybe in the next five to ten years or something along those lines, maybe that becomes more of a thing that people can rely on and people are willing to spend $129 on to then have that be their core experience of playing the game. But for now, I think the thing that Xbox is wanting to bank on with cloud streaming is the idea of hey, I just went to Best Buy. I bought a 2022 Samsung Smart TV or 2021 because I saw they expanded it. Um, get to 2020 so I can actually use it. <laughs> um, but, like, I went, I bought a TV. I'm using it for, you know, I am i don't know, playing, playing PlayStation or watching Netflix or doing whatever. Oh, there is an Xbox app on this? Oh, I can pay fifteen dollars a month to get all these games and then i like carry my saves or do whatever i think that's what they're banking on right expanding their audience um by putting xbox cloud streaming in more places but i don't think I, i don't think right now they view cloud streaming as the end all be all for them
1: yeah, and I don't think they ever will. I, I do think, though, that like we care a lot more about, oh, Cloud's not there. The way that it's not there is things that affect us more than it's going to affect the random people that are just interested in playing video games because they're mm-hmm. available. It just needs to be good enough. We've always talked about this when it comes to Nintendo. Like Their biggest strength is that they know that they just need the hardware to be good enough to make their games because their games are the things that they care about more than anything. Xbox, I mean... I'm not even going to make the jokes. But where Xbox is right now, they know that they care about the software and that they're building this out, that their offering is Game Pass. So getting that in the hands of as many people as possible where just it works enough is the most important thing. Uh, when it comes to the processing power and all of that, I think it's less where the cloud, the state of cloud is at. I think it's more the state of the hardware itself. Like, I think that mm. the costs um, are, of the supplies are the things that are driving the delay of this whole thing. Um, but even looking at the, like you bring bringing up, uh, Roku versus uh, Chromecast, even Chromecast, Chromecast uses the phone's processing to cast to it. And it's like, there's this other piece of hardware, which is your phone, mm-hmm. right? Whereas Roku has its own thing. Apple TV has its own thing. The reason Apple TV keeps upgrading its uh, innards and like it has the new A16 chip or whatever the hell, and the, the new one that they just put out. The reason they're doing that is because there's a huge market of people that play games on their TV using their Apple TV, mobile games. We're not those people, mm. but there are millions of people that are out there doing yeah. this. And I know. I mean, my nephew is one of those people,
0: right, where, like, I go over there, and he's just playing these busted-ass Android games on his TV via, like, um, his Amazon uh, Fire Stick.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, you are obsessed with this. And stuff. that's what I'm saying is, like, we – I think that there's an era that's, that we are not in and we will never be in because we're like, no, 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 we have our way of doing things. We're wrong about this. People are out oh, there. Yeah totally engaging with this stuff and the more that xbox uh game pass or any of the X Cloud, all that stuff is built into these tvs or on streaming apps or just once there's an xbox app that just can be everywhere i do think that it'll never overtake the core gamers and all that i do think it's going to add many 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 more people playing video games and i think that that's going to convert even to core gamers that aren't playing on cloud are playing on the next real console whatever that is
0: mm. well him you know it's in the process of overtaking the real gamer patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can go there get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors shout
1: out to rocket money for sponsoring this episode we all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use right or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app that we love using that takes care of that for us, and it's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double-charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny kind of funny cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com kind of funny shout out to shopify for sponsoring this episode we love shopify here at kind of funny because we use it to run our very own kind of store shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere start selling with shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide with shopify you'll create an online store in your vibe discover new customers and grow the following that keeps them coming back Back. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted. So your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24 seven support and free libraries full of educational content. Shopify has got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you will too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Shout out to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Life insurance is the type of thing you never hope you need, but the reality is, mortgage payments, childcare, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. And since life insurance typically gets more expensive as we age, now's the time to buy. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just per month for $500,000 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal info is private. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Story number
0: three. The Grammy Awards announced their nominees for the best video game score. This is Ryan Leston and IGN aliens fireteam elite is up for best soundtrack at this year's grammys along with the scores for games like call of duty and assassin's creed the full list of 2023 grammy nominations was announced earlier today with best score soundtrack for video games and other interactive media including some surprising names including aliens fireteam elite uh, of course done by austin winery assassin's creed valhalla dawn of ragnarok uh, call of duty vanguard marvel's guardians of the galaxy and old war of course, 2023 marks the first ever Grammy for video game music, meaning one of these games will head home with a historic award.
1: This is so cool because, right? like, just looking at this, like, these names, a lot of them are, are you know, iconic video game composers, uh, composers overall, like uh, Austin Winnery, of course, from Journey, yep. um, which, if I remember correctly, did win Grammys. It just wasn't for video games. It was just for, like make musical score and arrangements. And um, Christopher Tin, who did Old World, he did the soundtrack for Civilization um, 4 specifically. And the theme song of that game, Baba Yetu, is the uh, first video game song to ever win a Grammy. Um, which Interesting. Is really damn cool. Holy cow. Uh, and then Bear McCreary of here, course. the Call of Duty Vanguard, he's from God of War Ragnarok, yep. Walking Dead, the TV show, um, and Little Known Facts. Uh, he and his people had many hands in the kind of funny animated series theme song, um, Wait really? <laughs> where where Corey McMaster used to work for Bear McCreary. we recorded it like in their studio. And that's a, awesome. an extra fact that like people don't know like for some reason it like just gets lost. the kind of funny jingle the that's from the animated series theme song. It's mm. just like the random like baseline of it like towards the end. Um, Interesting. So we just took that and turned it into the jingle But anyways, yeah. Ben, McCreary ben a, McCree had a, had a that. Shout out
0: yeah. uh, Of course, music from video games has been eligible for Grammy nominations since 1999 When Civilization theme, Baba Yetu uh, Winning the award for go. Best Instrumental Arrangement in 2011 And the Journey soundtrack earning a nomination in 2012 <laughs> Your boy knows what he's talking about Let's go <laughs> Now, after years of lobbying from game studios yeah! hey, uh, The Grammys gets its own video game category With Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy looking like a strong favorite
1: this, yeah. yeah, this is awesome. It is awesome. You know, once again, my boy T-Lopes getting straight up robbed, man. Shredder's Revenge, baby. Where is he at? Mike, Why what? is Shredder's Revenge not winning? <laughs>
0: like, All of these games are from last year, right? Then that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think uh, the, the window for this is 2021, gotcha. uh, I imagine. Because, yeah, Aliens Fire, Team Elite last year, Valhalla late last year, Vanguard late last year, I guess all these were like sp- uh, fall last year. So I don't well, know Sonic the mania
1: comes. came out in 2017 and it didn't get a goddamn Grammy. So something's wrong. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. t lopes getting triple robbed. Um uh, Guardian Score I thought was pretty damn good. Um yeah, I thought yeah. it stood alone. Uh, Call of Duty I'm unfamiliar with, but there's just that level of polish and when you get Bear McCreary, it's like come on, like there's this money here. Like when you look at this, I think it tells a very clear story of what they're looking for and it's not video game score as Which, much as it's score uh,
0: which i don't know how i feel about like I, I i do love the fact that these games are getting respect of course yeah bammer McCreary, fucking talented right and like knows how to make a score uh uh austin winery again fucking talented knows how to make a score right guardians of the galaxy had a great score but uh, if you're gonna have the category be hold on, let me find the exact let's see best soundtrack
1: let's see the actual category best this, score soundtrack for video games and other interactive media
0: best score soundtrack for video games and other interactive media I think where we get caught up here
1: is the word score, right? Yeah. I think that they are they – are when you look at this, they are talking about orchestral scores. And I know that score could also mean there could be electronic features and whatever, but I feel like th- – I would imagine – I mean, I know –
0: Because that's my, my – my, my thing is that video game soundtracks and video game music is, <clears throat> is so varied and diverse, and I feel like it'd be worth it if you're going to do a, a video game category to be all-inclusive of
1: that, yeah. right? I, I'm willing to bet that all of these have actually fully orchestrated soundtracks with real orchestra, like a real, like there was a com- the composer was mm. in the room, like actually making the stuff happen. Mm. It's not MIDI or anything. Which okay, I, I'm just trying to like understand honestly, where it's come from. I'm not sort of, saying this is how I would
0: do. Yeah, it. and from that from that angle, I can see how they come up with this list. Because yeah, that was going to be my first initial reaction of like. Oh man, there are definitely better soundtracks. There are great soundtracks that I think deserve love aside from these, right? Like Aliens Fireteam Elite, even though shout out to Awesome Henry wouldn't be the first one that hopped in my mind. You don't mind know. I think you didn't listen to it. I mean, I played it though. I played, I played oh, quite oh, okay, a bit of okay, yeah, okay. Aliens Fireteam Elite, right? And like, that's not the first thing that comes to mind when I think of soundtrack, right? What I do think of, like, Deathloop had a fantastic soundtrack, right? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that it does make a lot of sense, but I go through Chicory uh, came out last year, and that was, of course, Lena Rain out there killing it uh, in that one as well. Too. PsychoNauts too. uh near replicant. I, I had a fantastic soundtrack. I mean, Tim, you're a fan of the Artful Escape. I feel mm-hmm. like that's another one that, that could have been propped in there. Yeah, Guilty as yeah. Strive, Deltarune.
1: And again, this is we're talking about dumb technicalities that at the end of the day don't actually mean this. But it's like I would I would call Artful Escape more soundtrack than a score. Okay. Even though it's yeah dumb semantic bullshit, but like.
0: By that explanation, I think that makes sense. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not too mad at this list. There's
1: also a, a very clear Western influence here. Of when we look at what the games are, and I, am, yeah. I wonder if over time. I mean, this being the first year that they're doing this category, I wonder if over time um we'll see more Japanese representation uh, for the soundtracks for games, which is where I think when people talk about scores in video games, I think it kind of starts there normally, mm-hmm. right? um so we'll see what i, what I would like to see because i do i do like the idea of separating score from from like just
0: general soundtrack i would like to see them add that in there as well i know that's a bigger ass for the grammys because it's the grammys so the, even getting this for them is probably like oh no we did you a favor video game industry. but just
1: like, <laughs> give me one more category that is did best. they do soundtrack. us a favor or are we doing them a favor I mean, we're doing them a favor all <laughs>
0: right we get, we're getting
1: yawson wintery and bear McCrea. but yeah shout out to these nominees hold on while we're here talking about video game music and all this stuff Something we didn't talk about when we did our um, Game Awards predictions um, topic when the nominees were announced a couple days ago mm-hmm. on Monday. Uh, we were talking about the best soundtrack uh, category. Uh, yeah, we talked about that a lot. We yeah. talked about Game of the Year a lot. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about the fact that the Game of the Year medley that always happens is going to happen. Yeah. With those games. I'll do, I'll, Elden Ring and God of Ragnarok are going to be back to oh, back. That's going to be it's going to be incredible. Yeah, it's going to be, fantastic. but in my mind, I was thinking we're going to get some Kirby action. Like I was uh, very hopeful for Ninja. I was trope. hoping for w- yeah, Wutain to come out. But, but it's like, all right, let's. What are the Game of the Year nominees again? Uh, Plague Tale Innocence three
0: times. Uh, sorry, Plague Tale Requiem, Stray, Xenoblade. Which is, I've heard
1: Xenoblade has fantastic music, so that oh should be God, great. Xenoblade's music is going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, awesome. I hope that like the they're going to have cats meowing for
0: thirty seconds.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Stray thing. Okay, cool. What what else are we missing there? Is that is that all that it is? Stray, Xenoblade, Plague Tale. Uh, God. Oh, Horizon. Horizon.
0: Oh, and Horizon. Great music in Horizon. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, yeah. and we've I mean, we even heard it already by the Game Awards Orchestra in 2018. Yeah. Uh, And they destroyed it then, too. Um, and same with uh, God of War with uh, in 2018 as well. But I yeah. hope
2: they do something different. Because there are some new tracks in Ragnarok that go fucking
1: hard. And I hope they use some of that. Yeah. I'm excited for sure for this, and Elden Ring's theme is so dope. But yeah, definitely bummed that we're not yeah hear some I think other think. I'm
0: like, it's, a, it's gonna be a great medley, but I'm like, man, Wu Tang Clan would have came out during the medley. Oh my god! Ah! And, that, and that transitions into God of War. Dude, oh you know, my like, god! Uh,
2: Kirby as well, like you were saying, and like that would have been so good. But again, I feel like so many people played the first two hours and were just like, all right, I'm done. But let me tell you, Tim. Those last like three hours, and just everything going on screen and everything that they play music wise is so goddamn good.
0: Speaking of the Grammys, uh, I know this isn't video game related, but uh, uh, best rap album nomine or best rap, yeah, album nomin- nominees, yeah, terrible. All right, terrible. What are you doing out there in the Grammys? I lost faith in the Grammys ever since C- Kendrick lost to Macklemore, but even the, uh, this is might be more egregious. <laughs> like, you guys missed out on some great albums this year. Grammys, That's how it goes. All right. do better do better but good job on the video game stuff story number four cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty will be a paid expansion this comes from cd project red actually this comes from ryan dinsdale at ign cd project red confirmed it cd project red has confirmed that its major cyberpunk 2077 expansion phantom liberty will be paid dlc when it's released in 2023 Speaking to GamesRadar, CD Project Red's global PR director, Radek Krabowski, said, uh, said that uh, while he couldn't, couldn't yet confirm a price, the expansion wouldn't be more free DLC, akin to the recent Edge Runners update. Though players familiar with CD Projekt Red may have expected expected as much, this is the first time the developer has explicitly confirmed that Phantom Liberty will cost money. Some confusion is warranted, of course, since CD Projekt Red does typically release a lot of free content for its games, including the next-gen update for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt coming this December. Phantom Liberty is a much heftier edition with new story content and missions however as opposed to just uh, containing new cosmetics weapons and so on only a short teaser trailer has released so far confirming that keanu reeves will return as johnny silverhand in the expansion let's go he's heard warning v about an oath they just took swearing allegiance to the new to the new united states of america game director uh, gabriel I promised when it was announced that uh phantom liberty is a new style of plot a new cast of characters and an exciting expansion of night
1: city tim you, i remember you played through cyberpunk mm-hmm. 2077 yeah, are you yeah. looking
0: forward to the expansion
1: you know i'm i'm a little cyberpunked out from it all and like like that's just more how i play these games like, it takes a lot for me to want to get back and do an expansion for a game like mm. i think the the last time that i really did was spider-man with the dlc And even that, I let all three of the DLCs kind of stack up, and then I just played them all as if it was, like, a longer experience. Mm. Um, So I I don't know that I'm going to be back for this one, um, but I'm hopeful for it. I want Cyberpunk to turn around. Like, I want the narrative to get good eventually, um, and I want CD Projekt Red to put out products that they can stand by and that are, to the standard expected by them, set by The Witcher 3 many years ago, right? Mm. Um, Especially with Witcher 3 coming out so soon for its next gen update i wonder how much that's going to do in terms of goodwill and positivity um but this being paid and stuff i i'm like i'm not surprised like that's kind of how that's the expectation so i don't i don't think people should think that yeah. this was like a
0: like a surprise yeah like uh, like not part of the part for the course and yeah like i'm i'm excited to play the the expansion i i think you you uh, mentioning that like Wanting CD Projekt Red to make something they can stand by, I think that's where this comes down for me. Is that, and that's what makes this thing interesting in terms of it being a big paid expansion. Of okay, are people going to pay for Cyberpunk 2077? Right, we're seeing the numbers go up. We're seeing Cyberpunk Edge Runners and the, the latest update bring people in. We're seeing people praise uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Now, is it is the IP? Is this g- game at a place where people are willing to put down however much money it I costs? I think so. And I think that I think that'll set the tone for all right, maybe we can be excited for the next Cyberpunk 2077 now, right? Like, I think that might set them up well for a sequel. Because I remember at one point, pretty much everybody being like, yeah. oh, they're done. Like, Cyberpunk's yeah. over. They can't make more of this. And now, like, if this if this expansion comes out and people are paying, let's say if it's $40, people are paying $40 for this thing, and if people are happy with it, oh, my God, that's going to bode so well for a CD Projekt Red. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was going to say Sony number five. Story Sony number, number five. five. A Sony patent for NFT and blockchain technology has been uncovered. Cover this, it is, up. <laughs> this is Logan Plant at IGN. Sony has published a patent suggesting the company is looking into blockchain and NFT technology for tracking in-game assets in video games. The patent, reported by Eurogamer, is called Tracking Unique In-Game Digital Assets Using Tokens on its Distributed Ledger. And the included diagram uh, lays out mechanics for tracking changes in ownership, visual appearance, or metadata of digital assets. The patent says the digital assets could range from moments of gameplay to in-game items or characters sony's patent describes technology that could track the history of an in-game item as it's passed from player to player which is one of the core ideas behind nfts in the patent sony said quote there is no way to differentiate a specific instance of an in-game item that a famous player of the video game used to win a famous tournament from any other instance of the in-game item end quote that's such a very specific use case but back to the story the patent description also says people uh, find it meaningful to own to own or use unique items related to respected celebrities or activities. It's worth pointing out that PlayStation filed this patent in July of 2021 before greater controversy surrounding NFTs came to the forefront. And that's kind of where my reaction comes into play to this of like... <sighs> there's been a lot of back and forth regarding sony with nfts right there was the um the survey that went around evo where they were asking people like hey what's your interest level in NF- nfts would this be something that you'd be interested in yada 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 there's also playstation stars where they came out they're like hey we got digital collectibles they're not fungible they're not fungible but they are digital collectibles right and the, there's like some um uh language there that had people uh, spooked but there's also communication in regards to that that where Sony's like, hey, this is these aren't nfts these aren't nfts trust us in a way that makes me think that they understand that it's a it's a poison well right like that's not something you want to touch so i don't look at the story and i I don't get fearful about it right like right as of now i don't expect sony to go hard with nfts and i hope they don't um this I, i think comes back to what um what the conversation is whenever we have a sony story that is a patent which is I swear to God, like 80% of the time, the patent doesn't come to fruition for anything, right? This is just them covering their ass for possible potential future ideas.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like the timing of this to me makes it a pretty much non-issue. Like yeah. at some point, this tech is going to be good and it's going to be figured out and the it's going to be used in the right ways. Uh, I don't think we're there. I think that we're inching closer and closer. It does feel like the the doomsday scenario of the NFT stuff is we've kind of made it through. Everyone was loud enough that they're like, all right, okay, okay, yeah. we get it um so in that sense we won um but how much will we win by well we'll have to wait and see but i don't think that this is going to turn into anything
0: we'll have to wait for the release of symbiogenesis exactly the video game yes story number six marvin the martian and a game of thrones stage are coming to multiverses this is chris scolian at video games chronicle marvin the martian and a game game of Thrones stage have been confirmed for season two of multiverses developer player first games has confirmed although no further information was given about marvin <laughs> i love him just being called marvin without his laugh that
1: is <laughs> fucking hilarious
0: <laughs> we can't just call him marvin
1: we gotta also, add the martian to i it. love that it. so marvin the martian is like one of my brother's favorite things in the world hell yeah because he's cool as fuck i he, love marvin he is martian. very cool he's very cool Um, but you said Marvin the Martian, and as you did, my brother walked in the room. It was almost like a Beetlejuice situation. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Your brother should check out Multiverses. I feel like he'd actually maybe enjoy it. It's Smash Brothers, essentially, but now Marvin the Martian's there. Now Marvin the Martian is there. And LeBron James.
2: (laughs) He's thinking about it. He's
1: thinking
0: about it. He's He's pondering. And, like, honestly, us saying that, like, oh, yeah, Marvin the Martian is in this video game with LeBron James should be wild, except for the fact that, like, space jam 2 came out yeah <laughs> like yeah. this isn't the first Wouldn't time they're the first time <laughs> yeah no they're like seasoned like they're, they're <laughs> a duo <laughs> now they're homies yeah they'll be hanging out at uh applebee's nowadays uh <laughs> lebron
1: james like at marvin the martian uh, applebee's <laughs> they want
0: the, the half price appetizers wednesday fair. wednesday night yeah, fair. It, it, yeah it is yep, on right, oh, fire um although no further information was, g- was given about marvin multiverse's data miner Ooh, uh, Laysel MV, Laysel MV, LaceL MV was able to find his moveset following the release of the season two update, posting it on Twitter. Based on this leak move set, it appears that Marvin will focus mainly on projectile attacks and is armed with a blaster, a pistol, and the ability to fire bubble projectiles. Also officially announced on the new on the news post, well, I can't get that out of my head, right? Like, fucking Marvin the Martian out here just fucking throwing hands <laughs> with a bubble gun. Yeah. <laughs> Also <laughs> officially announced on the news post was a uh, new stage based on Game of Thrones containing, quote, all the hazards and pitfalls you, <laughs> you'd come to expect from the land of Westeros, end quote. And a remix of the Game of Thrones theme, which dynamically changes depending on what's happening on screen. Sick. What a game. What a game. I wish, I, uh, here's, here. I think we mentioned this during the um, Gamescast where we're reacting to the Game Awards that, like, I feel like the conversation has died down quite a bit on multiverses. And it bums me out because, like... Ah, well that, the month that that game was coming out, people were so hot on it, right? Like it was the, it was the, it was the conversation, and honestly, it was a pretty fun conversation. Like I enjoyed talking to people about multiverses, and I really enjoyed playing multiverses. The thing is,
1: though, like we say, the conversation died down. But like I don't know that a game like that, a fighting game, a, a party fighting game, whatever the hell you want to call it, mm. I don't think that it can have a long tail of the conversation maintaining at the level it was at. Like I think that like. The excitement is still there. There's a community that's still playing. I think fighting games have this, like, peak around Evo. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like wrestling with WrestleMania, where there's, like, the road to WrestleMania, where a lot of people, myself included, we come on around the Royal Rumble, we watch and stay glued into it until WrestleMania, and then we just fall the fuck off for the rest of the year. But then we're back the next time. I feel like fighting games and Evo are a similar thing, where Evo kind of announces exciting stuff and gives games that their moment to, like, really kind of either... Prove themselves and up their ante and be like, yo, we are in the pantheon of fighting games and what it means to be be a fighting game this year. Um, mm. And I feel like multiverses. We'll see next year. We'll see it Evo. Yeah. What its course looks like and like what that conversation is, but I feel like they're upgrading or updating the game at a a, a pace a that pace. feels right. That by the time we get to that Evo, we might have a ton more characters and stuff. Yeah. So
0: I mean, they're adding new characters know. at maybe a faster pace than Smash Brothers, right? Like we're seeing. I feel like we talk about new multiverses characters quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like Rick and Morty comes to mind. The um, fuck, what was the little. I can't remember what, what character it was or what even property it was. Like It was like a little goblin character <laughs> that got added that we were talking about that was fucking wild. But yeah, like we're talking about multiverses quite a bit in terms of how much they've been. It's about Gremlins? Yeah, Gremlins. Yeah. I think Gremlins is what I was ta- talking about, yeah. Um, but we talk about it quite a bit, right, in, ter- in, in terms of the things that they're adding. And I think they're supporting this game quite well. I think the, the only thing I'd push back on is the, is the fact that I think multiverses should be the one breaking the mold in terms of the conversation around fighting games because it has been historically, all right, street fighter comes out and months later or half a year later you get an expansion that has like a few new characters cool and that happens that's a moment and then it dies down all right six months later he's a new expansion and that's kind of been the standard for all fighting games whereas multiverses i think has come out with a format that is more adjacent to something like fortnite as opposed to just smash brothers or typical fighting games where it is we have a battle pass we have uh constant updates we have uh uh multiple modes we have it's free to play right which is uh, relatively fresh for a fighting game right there's so many things about multiverses that i think should keep it in the ongoing conversation i and i i I do think the fighting game aspect of it kind of holds it back a little bit just in terms of the amount and the type of audience that is flocking to it in that way um but it's one that i i would hope would be the the start to all right multiverses kind of started this trend and now project l from riot is the next one up that is free to play Let's talk about it. Let's play it. Let's have an involved community. All right, cool. Now let's, let's figure out how to apply, apply this format to more fighting games. Because uh, I, 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 I think there is opportunity there for fighting games to have more of a consistent, lively conversation around them, right? And to stay in the mix in the way that plenty of other multiplayer games stay in the mix. Um, but it is difficult just because there's a lot of multiplayer games and online games. And not all of them can be talked about all the time on the mainstream. And so we shall see. We shall. Story number seven to round out the Roper report. Uh, Overwatch 2's mid season patch has been delayed, leaving May unplayable. Uh, this is Ryan Leston at IGN. Overwatch 2's mid season update has been delayed at the last minute, leaving original hero May unplayable for the time being. Uh, this is where I'm going to pause and say, Good, keep her out. Damn. I <laughs> can't stand May. Leave her on ice. Leave her on ice. All right, get May the fuck out of here. all right Thank you, Bear, <laughs> for the May Day. That's great. That's great. A post on the official uh, forum confirmed the patch has been pushed back due to an unexplained critical issue that was discovered shortly before it was due to go live. Quote, today's patch is delayed as we work to resolve a critical issue, Uh, Blizzard confirmed. Quote, we'll provide an update here and set the patch live as soon as the problem is addressed. The patch will now go live on November 17th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So May mains won't have to wait too long. May mains. May was removed from the game earlier this month due to a bug that allowed her to reach out-of-bounds locations using her ice wall ability. Essentially, players were able to exploit this and hide hide out of the reach of other players. And once again, I say, good. Keep her out. (laughs) Tired of me. All right. Tim? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm excited uh, to see when May actually gets added to the game, but I hope it's so, so far away. Yeah. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look?
1: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Barrett, I'm going to send something to assets that I want to show and listen to at the end of the show.
0: Yeah. Today we got Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Rec Fest for iOS and Android. Monochrome Mobius Rights and Wrongs Forgotten for PC. So many words. The Forest of Drizzling Rain for PC. No. Tad the Lost Explorer and the Emerald Tablet. Tad, Tad you know Tad. No, Tad. Uh, for PS5, PS4, and PC. Lopin for Xbox One and PC and then the Backbone One controller for Android is available now. Hell yeah. Let's go. We fucking did it. Greg Miller, order me one right now. <laughs> uh we got one new date for you. Hack through undead enemies and rewrite history when Samurai Maiden launches on December 8th for PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam. We have one deal of the day for you. Immortality is available on Netflix games. So we've been waiting for it to come to Netflix for you to play Immortality. Now it's there. Go play Immortality. I feel like
2: you've been waiting more so than anybody else for Immortality to come to Netflix so other people can play Immortality. Oh, 1,000%. Because you
0: all should play Immortality. It's a
1: fantastic game. 5 out of 5 on know, company that, scale. That might be how I play it. With G. Hell yeah. Do oh, it. Oh, wow. Because uh, you like, use your phone, right? Use your more phone. More touchscreen Yes. That sounds like a better... Better system than a controller. But I feel like you'd enjoy playing that on the screen. Because it's, it's like a, it's a Oh, well, it'd be on the screen. Like you cast it to the screen? From my understanding, yeah, you use your phone as a controller. Wait, for... it on the screen? Is this for immortality specifically, or you just talk about Netflix? For games? immortality. Oh, really? I think so, right?
0: I mean, I didn't look into this, but that sounds wrong. cool. Yeah. Well, I, I'll report back later. <laughs> yeah, please do, because that sound, sounds awesome. Now it's time. For kind of funny.com slash you're wrong where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube and listening later on podcast services around the globe uh radic grabowski from cd project red writes in and says additional context regarding cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty news this is an expansion and not a, a dlc these words are not synonyms for us at cd project red uh, dlc for us means free Bonus content usually released with patches. Think Edge Runner stuff in Patch One Point Six for Cyberpunk Twenty Seventy Seven. Expansions uh, are paid, substantial new adventures. Think, think uh, Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine for The Witcher
1: Three. Shout out to there the homie Radic coming in correcting us. Appreciate that, Radic.
2: and you can download expansions though, you know, and it's content. Someone say <laughs>
0: It's a, it's a <laughs> this don't do that you see his band tweet about stray you see his stray tweets bear I, I respect bear's level of, of trolling on Twitter
2: no, I mean, no like uh, what my follow-up tweet today
0: bo- both of them you being like oh if you didn't like stray yeah you hated it for the cats and then you're like and then I forget what their follow-up one was but like I saw that and I was like this is bait he he's no, me my, my my first
2: one was legitimate
0: You You know why I didn't like 12 minutes? It's because of the married couple. (laughs) I just got I got I got beef with married couples. You think people didn't like stray for the cats? Yes,
2: because that's all they fucking talk about. I'm not talking about you yourself, blessing, who like reviewed it and stuff like that and like had more nuanced conversations, but whenever people talk shit about stray on the internet, it's all because they just don't like cats. I don't believe
0: that. I don't think that's right. The cat is like the one thing I think everybody universally loves about that game. Oh no. no, I don't know about that.
1: I, 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 I respect thing. the tenacity. And I say this as a man that loves small dogs. All right? I'm not a cat person. I'm an anti-cat person. But I look at Stray, and I can use my imagination and be like, that's a Pomeranian. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, then all of a sudden it's a little better. I mean, next there, has week, be, there has to be mods for that. When, when I, when I, you know what? Everyone, hold on. I, mm-hmm. I know that we're running a little long, but I need to do this, okay? He needs to do this. I've spent a lot of time talking shit the last couple months, where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not playing Pokemon. I'm just mm. not doing Gen Nine. I'm skip this. It's gonna be the first Gen that I skip, and then Ash has to go and win the goddamn championship. And mm. I'm all hyped up on Mountain Dew, and I'm just like, you know what? I think I, I might. I think I want to catch them all. I need to fucking catch them all. I need to do it. So I'm leading this damn Sprigatito, and I'm like, you're a cat. You're clearly a cat. But if I like squint a little bit, I'm like, you're a Pomeranian, and then it makes me happier. So you know what? You're there? Up there. <laughs> that's how. That's my review of Stray. Cool. All right?
0: What's that? Uh, hold on, I'm, you know, I'm gonna I'm to look up this Pokemon because I think there's a Pokemon in one of the trailers, Fido, Fido that might be up your alley. I'm just alley. saying. For uh, straight, like, I'm,
2: I'm thinking of that less of a cat game Water. and more yeah. about like the existential uh, crisis of the next era of existence of humanity. Uh, the comment like the commentary has on companionship between. You know, not just a cat and like a like a, a another being, but just between any two uh, species, right?
1: And people are just hung up on not liking cats. I think. But what does the existentialism of life matter when you have nine of them?
0: Bars, bars.
1: But Damn. it's not about, about, about the, cat. the story. Holy isn't shit. about
2: the fucking cat. Holy shit! Uh, that, that, or that side of the story isn't about the cat. I should say.
0: I would bet money that there is a Pomeranian uh, Pomeranian uh, mod for stray. I don't there, have think. Have you seen there the there Garfield is? one? No, but and like... I feel like if you if you request it, somebody out there will make it. Bear, somebody, you a Can you bring up the Garfield <laughs> Stray mod? No, I oh, need I'll a game
1: because Tokyo Jungle just didn't do it for me. You Remember Tokyo Jungle? I, I do remember Tokyo Fantastic Jungle. Game. It bums me out that it, no. it didn't do
0: it for you. Um, uh, Garfield Stray. <laughs> oh, my God. There it is. There it is. That's fucking Garfield. Like, come He's on. He's out here
1: living his damn life. And I swear to
0: God, this came out like five minutes after the game released. And, and they so, make they can them do it all for Garfield, like Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. If they can do it for Garfield, they can they can do it for uh, uh Toretto, right? They can put do it in there, dude. let put him in there. Somebody, somebody in the audience who's talented enough, make that for somebody Tim. figure it out. Somebody figure it out so Tim can finally play <sighs> Stray. Tomorrow's hosts were kind of funny. Actually, did I get all the d- wrongs?
1: Uh, there was one where uh, Jack, Jack Say Puff says that I'm wrong about this. Looks like Netflix games are only available on the mobile app. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Which game. is weird because I saw, I mean, I know that that's the case, but like a couple days ago, I saw a game pop up on the TV and it let me play on the TV, but it was, oh, a, it was a trivia game. So that might not count as a video game. It's like, no, nah, man, it's an experience. I don't, I don't know. Interesting, interesting.
2: Tim, are we watching this video? I would like to. Let, we can, well, let, let me let, finish your wrong yeah. and then I'll, okay. get, I'll
0: get to it. Um, and This is me writing in my own, you're wrong. That is editorializing. If you're going to play games on the Netflix app, also play Exploding Kittens. Speaking of kittens, play Explo- Exploding Kittens. All right. You don't even have to like cats to like that game. It was a fun game. Uh, and then somebody wrote in about it being Metroid's 20th anniversary today, or 20th birthday. Metroid Prime is 20 years old, is what they said.
1: Uh, so cool. Wow. And Can then, you believe that Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion came out on the same freaking day? If Metroid Prime is 20 years old, oh, on
0: Friday. Why do we. Oh, they're asking about, like, we're going to get a Nintendo announcement. That's not what this is for. Our, kindoffunny.com is KHD. if you want to write in with your questions, all right, stop confusing me. But also, can you believe, right, if, Metro, if me doing the Prime, Shigeru Miyamoto is tw- 70 years old today, Metroid Prime is 20 years old this week, that means Miyamoto made Metroid Prime with his bare fucking hands at the age of 50. Can you imagine that? He's just in the studio by himself. You know, empty ass. Only him. Five story <laughs> building. It's just him by himself in a dark room, just fucking hammering away at Metroid Prime and making it happen. That's fucking crazy. Did Miyamoto? I don't think he had anything to do and, with that. Yeah. Game. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: to to close out this episode, I, I want to share something that I think is really special. Um, yesterday, uh, I got tweeted at by the floor is lava. A best friend out there who makes super, super dope music, like remixes of video game songs. He made a, a Mario 3 remix that's, like, super dope. Um, I ended up look, following him on Spotify. There's a ton of cool stuff. But he took a story that Jared Petty told me on Gamescast and took the, the words and put it over his Mario 3 um, m- remix. And I, I just oh, want to show you guys this because it is really, really cool.
0: Yeah, can you play it? Jared skips school. It says headphones on in the video. It works without
1: it. I'm at school one day, midday, and little Jerry Petty come to the office. So, you know, I was a good kid. I did not get in trouble much. So I go to the office, and my dad's there. And he's like, hey, we gotta go. It's like, everything all right? He's like, yeah, it's fine. So my dad takes me out of the car. He drives me to the video store, which just opened, and there on the shelf are copies and copies and copies of Mario 3. And I grabbed the first one, got gotcha. on Holy shit! Go the world. He's like,
0: Let's go home. And I got home, and he's like, You want to hang out?
1: Upstairs during my school day, till the sun went down and beyond.
0: Why is this so emotional? And it was one of those sublime days of my life.
1: Come oh my on, God. man so Holy damn shit, dude. good that was
0: beautiful i was beautiful. expecting like something funny or some comedy i, I didn't expect to get my feels this, uh, that's this morning that's the thing man it, it's, it's, it's really
1: cool his twitter is t-f-i-l ryan um so go check him out and then yeah on on spotify there's a whole bunch of remixes that sound like this really really dope stuff and also he gets man. funky too it's not just getting emotional There's oh, some. There's some slaps in a, half, that a so. Is that a
0: Funky Kong reference? You're telling me he's out here making videos <laughs> about Funky Kong? Let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, if you're watching this live, after this is Warzone 2 with a stacked squad of Kind of Funny members. Come through. Let's celebrate the launch of that game. If you want to catch that stream later, of course, you can go to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. each weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily.